All right, well, good morning, everybody, and happy Friday. I uh, would like to welcome everybody who is watching and following along with this edition of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame's Hall Call Interview Series. As always, I'm Will Driscoll, the Executive Director here at the Hall of Fame, and, and I'm thrilled to once again bring you this content platform here at the Hall. Uh, before we get started, as always, I'd like to thank our partners, our Hall of Fame partners, Priority Automotive, the City of Virginia Beach, Davcon Inc., Optima Health, White Claw, ESPN Radio 94.1, Hamilton's Realty, and Davis Business Appraisers. Without their support, we wouldn't be able to bring you programs like Hall Call and some of the other initiatives that we do. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. By now, whether you have watched zero episodes, one episode, or the entire series, chances are you have at least heard of the hit Apple TV Plus series, Ted Lasso. Fictional series chronicles an American football coach hired as head coach for an English football team. And through two seasons, the series has captivated viewing audiences with its consistent optimism in the face of adversity. But we're not here today to talk solely about the show's critical acclaim. What we are here to talk about is how is Ted Lasso connected to Virginia? And the fictional club in the series is actually called AFC Richmond. And we are joined today by a group of influential sports minds from our Richmond, our capital here in Virginia, that are attempting to bring Ted Lasso to life in the Commonwealth. Joining us today are Brian Edmonds from the 288 Group, 2016 Virginia Sports Hall of Fame inductee and chairman of the Richmond Kicker Soccer Club, Rob Ucrop, and former Virginia Tech Hokies football and basketball play-by-play -play announcer, John Laser. All have had a role in putting this idea together. So gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk about this really unique project up in Richmond. Thank you. Absolutely. So I'll give a little bit of backstory before we jump into it. I, I found, I heard about this story uh, through a Richmond Times-Dispatch article written by Colleen Curran. Uh, and, and so Brian, I'll kind of go ahead and get started with you. The idea is to bring the show, Ted Lasso, and a lot of the key characters and participants to Richmond, Virginia, to play an exhibition match against Rob Rob's Richmond Kickers. Give us a little bit of backstory on the genesis of this idea and how the ball started rolling. So it's great to be on. I appreciate, appreciate you having us and appreciate the, the attention towards the project. Um, it, to be honest, it started very innocently. Um, I would tell you I was running, which in and of itself is like an occurrence. I don't do it very often, <laughs> um, but probably you know, a year and a half ago, it really was many, many months ago, uh, I had dropped my son off at, at practice, at soccer practice. I was thinking about one of the shows or the episodes that particularly resonated with me. And I started thinking to myself, you know, this would be a really cool concept. We should somehow try to figure out how to get Ted Lasso here. The truth is, I just really want to have a beer with Ted. So uh, I, how do I make that happen, right? Jason Sudeikis <laughs> just seems like a cool guy. And so I probably stopped midway through the run. I texted our friends from Richmond Region Tourism and said, how do we do this? And I think I got the ha, ha, ha emoji, like, good luck. And so that sort of spun into a, a series of different conversations with the kickers, with the Virginia Film Office, with the Virginia Tourism Corporation, ultimately, which led us to, to John and, and Ryan Trapp, who helped produce the video. And every step along the way, frankly, the idea and the ties between the show and, and Richmond got better and better and better. And... So one of the real first advocates for the project was a guy named Andy Edmonds, no relation, unfortunately, super cool guy. He runs the Virginia Film Office. And 
he makes me seem like a mute. Like this guy's got energy to the to the nines. So he launches into this whole thing how Richmond upon Thames is really the sister city of Richmond, Virginia. There's this deep connection to the name. Quite frankly, I didn't know any of that. There's a website called globalrichmonds.com. So I started doing the research. And so suddenly the parallel between where this fictional team exists and Richmond, Virginia felt very natural. I have a great admiration for what Rob and the kickers do. Um, I, I probably attend half a dozen or more games a year. I love the environment. I love soccer. I love the soccer culture in Richmond. And so in speaking to Rob and to, to Camp Peary, they were very much on board and thought, hey, this is a really cool concept. Let's bring some attention to the kickers. Let's bring some attention to this. And ultimately the idea matriculated into us producing a video. Um, there are some aspects, I'll, I'll allow some of the other guys to talk here too about it, but there was this interesting concept with how the idea could morph into simply just a promotional tool to something that was meaningful. And really the background of the show is positivity. It's it's mental health, it's personal reflection, it's being a better human being, it's being kind. And so that led us ultimately through a winding road to John and, and his Ladybug Society, which I welcome and encourage him to talk about. Um, and so it, it really sort of turned into this joint effort with an idea that kind of spurred running, like that'd be kind of cool. And I'm into cool ideas that seem impossible into having this network of folks and contacts and partners that have all sort of helped bring it to where it is now. Well, you, you mentioned the We Are Richmond video, and if, it, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, please go online, look at the video. Even as a native Hampton Roadser down here, nat from native of Norfolk, it was such a cool video, really highlighting the capital. And like you said, Brian, very informational and, and educational. I learned so much just watching the video. John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it to you now. You've longtime voice of sports here in Virginia. You, you're now no longer the in the broadcasting world, but you, you're doing a lot with your laser, laser, lasers ladybug society. Sorry, a, a lot of a, a lot of alliteration there. But when they approached you to participate in this video, what were your thoughts about the project? Uh, well, kind of as Brian was just outlining there, it was really an odd sequence of events. Odd's not the right word. Just kind of a seemingly random sequence of events that all came together pretty beautifully. My wife and I, as you referenced, made the transition from broadcasting and living in Blacksburg to coming back to Richmond, where I had previously lived for seven years when I was with the squirrels. And this is essentially a giant athletic family. You know, Rob can speak to that. His family has been so impactful in the philanthropic and athletic scenes and just the community aspect of Richmond for decades. Uh, that was something where, you know, you don't always have potentially a, a personal relationship with somebody, but but it's always just that two degrees, Kevin Bacon degrees of separation. And that's how it is here in Richmond, which is why ultimately my wife and I decided to come back here and, and launch the, our foundation because of those connections and that network that was already established, not just by me, but guys like Parney and Rob and sports mm -hmm. backers and the kickers and Brian referenced Camp Peary. It's been so much fun to see some of our younger staff members originally of the squirrels move on to be in such impactful roles throughout the community. Brian mentioned Richmond Region Tourism. Now a big proponent for that is Jereen Lee, who at one point was an intern of mine at the squirrels. She actually led me to Brian. Brian and I had breakfast 
activist and Brian quickly identifies as a big thinker and big dreamer. And that's exactly how I am. My wife's not here to corral me right now. So this could get dangerous because he's like, I want to bring Ted Lasso here. I'm like, yeah, let's make it happen. He's like, would you be willing to voice it over? I'm like, sure. Oh, there's my bacon. And, and we've just all kind of been that way. You know, I like those long shots. I like putting irons in the fire in terms of uh, my contribution to it. It was so far down the road with the ideas that Brian had had and the conversations that he had had. My part was quite honestly, not very difficult or time consuming. And then when he brought Ryan in to further my point, it's always like, hey, meet so-and-so. And it's like, oh no, we actually go back years. Ryan and I used to work on projects when he was at the Raceway and I was at the Squirrels and we co-hosted a golf tournament uh, for charity between the two organizations, the Turn Left Classic. So it just became this easy thing. And, and Brian was kind of the driver of it for us. Uh, had a script in place. Ryan really added the video element to it. I offered just some of the artistic thoughts that I took away from making things sound romantic when I was at Virginia Tech. And Ryan and I kind of molded those together uh, with Brian's oversight, and it just came together in this huge thing. But when you're the voice guy, honestly, your job's pretty easy. That video element to make it match, you know, you got to give all that credit to Ryan. And, and then the kicker's aspect, uh, you know, <laughs> funny story. I asked, Brian, when tail end of this, I'm like, hey, do you have a good contact of the kickers? And he sent me an email. He's like, oh, meet Camp Peary. And I just started laughing because I was such an idiot. Um, Camp and I worked together for six years at the Flying Squirrels. Great buddy. <laughs> um, so you kind of get that sense where, you know, everybody knows everybody, particularly in the sports scene. We always say Richmond is a small, big town. Uh, and this video is so cool for me to be a part of. It was honestly an honor. Well, you mentioned the great sports culture up in Richmond and, and a lot of friends of the hall. You mentioned the squirrels, the, the raceway, the sports backers and, and the kickers. And Rob, this is actually your second time on the hall call. We spoke a couple of years ago right after you uh, came back uh, to, to Richmond as the owner and chairman of the kickers. And one of the things we spoke about in that interview was the connection between the kickers and the city. Um, how has that connection grown since you've taken back over but also, how has that connection helped kind of push this idea along and given, um, you know, some legitimacy to this to this overall idea? Well, for, first of all, I, I've had very little to do with any of this effort. This is uh, really John and Brian and uh, Andy and Camp have really been steer, steering this. So I appreciate you guys adding me. I'm not sure what I can offer here. But uh, I know Brian and I were at the uh, RVA Sports Found or Sports Awards, I guess, at the racetrack for the uh, announcement and he pulled me aside and said what do you think and I was like it sounds crazy it sounds fun right <laughs> um, but this is the thing I mean in Richmond we always try and do things big right it doesn't doesn't mean it always works out but um you know this is an incredible community I mean we're thankful as the kickers we're the we're the really the only team in town that played through COVID 2020 we had a shortened season but we played and what we found even with our limited capacity of 800 folks there were so many people that were just eager to be around other people. And it kind of tells a story about Ted Lasso, right? I mean, you go watch an English Premier League game and just in the English, the football culture is that people come out because it's community. That's what they do. They go support their local league, their local team. And uh, this just seemed like a great fit for us. Um, you know, my wife loved the show. I love the show. It was funny. I was playing uh, golf with a, a local CEO the other day who I had no idea actually watched Ted Lasso. And I said, hey, did you see, see our video we put, put out there about Apple and Ted Lasso? He's like, oh my gosh, I love Ted Lasso. So, you know, Ted Lasso uses soccer as a vehicle to, to get to the masses. And, you know, I think Jason Sudeikis is just so charming and just so relatable in there. And, 
you know, we're just excited to be part of this, you know, for Richmond, you know, the soccer community is large, there's plenty of youth clubs. Uh, we are the professional club and our job is really to bring people together. And what we're starting to find out once that got released and the video is fantastic, the amount of different partners that we have reaching out, how can we support this messaging and how, how can we help get the word out in hopes of making this thing come true. And I don't know what it will look like if it actually happens, but I mean, I'm an optimist. I think something good is going to come out of this. And even if it just means it raises the, uh, raises awareness about mental health and community and how we're all here in Richmond together working for each other and that we're all family. Um, I think that's, that's a great win for us all. Could we consider you guys the diamond dogs of, of Richmond? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it, it's, it's funny. I, I got a text from uh, our head coach. We're headed out to Fresno today for a game tomorrow night, um, 1030 on ESPN plus and CBS 6.3. But um, he sent me a text. One of the guys that didn't make the trip said, hey, coach, you know, I, I'm disappointed I'm not going on the trip. But what can I do to help help our team? How can I help our team on and off the field to move us forward? And that's the kind of players that we're trying to bring into Richmond. And when you watch the guys in Ted Lasso, you, you see they're coming becoming a team. I think my favorite part of that, that first season was when he puts the uh, suggestion box. And, you know, it, it's such a stupid, silly thing. But people want to be cared for um, and at the core of it. And this is why we all get involved in sports, whether it's youth or high school or professional. Um, it's just the idea of having, having community and have people that trust and that you build these lifelong friendships and, and makes our community stronger. Brian, have you been able to find any past examples of something like this working in other states, other regions, uh, just something that's similar to this? Uh, I, I didn't. It didn't start from that no and I, and I think Rob's underselling himself and and John's underselling himself right I mean it, it's it's not difficult to have a crazy ass idea right I got plenty of those <laughs> each step along the way though it could have gotten shot down and every person that we talked to embraced the idea and moved on right um not the one cares no one's making money off of this right I mean this is sort of this side project but I think it's interesting enough and I think it demonstrates what the sports community in Richmond is all about. And, you know, we challenge ourselves, you know, we, we the hardest question I get when someone goes, oh, what's 288 group? And I, I do a, an awful job explaining it, right? Um, I, in fact, last night at midnight was redoing our website for probably the 15 times. Like, I can't quite come up with what it means. Yeah, I think that we are atypical here in Richmond. Uh, I think there are other agencies like ours in, Washington, D.C. and New York. But at the core, we're sort of an experiential marketing company, right? We like to create interesting experiences that allow brands and teams to connect with their consumers. Um, social media has its place in our life, but the one-on-one -on -one interesting experience to that is, is really what's key. And so I just thought this was a cool exercise in creating a neat experience, right? I, I don't know if it's real or not. It, it is... Um, it's interesting. It's novel. Uh, it's ambitious. And but to us, that's really what I think what's exciting about it. Right. I mean, we want to create an interesting experience for the Richmond community, for the soccer community, of Richmond, for the Richmond kickers and their fan base. Um, and so all along the way, everyone has sort of supported that. And John's underselling himself. But in one of the very first early calls, again, I was so focused on to go back to having a beer with Jason, like, let's just get Ted here to town. This will be the coolest thing ever. And we'll put him at city stadium and take some pictures. Interestingly, I was challenged early on to evolve and develop more aspects of the idea. And so this mental health angle really sort of became paramount. Like 
why are we doing this? It's great that there's promotion to the kickers. It's great that there's promotion for the show. It's great that people get some pictures with Ted Lasso and Coach Beard and those guys. But at the, at the end, we wanted to be able to emulate a lot of what the show's all about. And Rob did a great job of talking about, you know, how the kickers have supported that notion of community connectiveness and togetherness. And so um, we were looking for an outlet, right? And, and I'm not a I'm not a mental health expert, right? I have a hard enough time explaining what I do at 288, much less be a mental health counselor for folks. And so meeting with John and, and his wife, Renee, and what their vision of the foundation was, was, again, John's underselling himself, was really an important aspect of this. And um, so, again, it, it's been a collaborative effort that all along the way, the idea has gotten better and better and better. And for us, at its core, I think it's a really interesting exercise in creating interesting branded experiences and experiential assets. So um, we'll sort of see where it goes. Well, John, we'll, we'll kind of come back to you then on that. You know, you, you mentioned your connection to Richmond, but also having uh, transitioned out of the broadcast booth, you, you do focus on mental health and wellness initiatives. And that's something that's very important to us here at the hall. We partner with the Children's Hospital down here on a, on a lot of initiatives like that. But when you look at the overall message of the show itself, Ted Lasso, and there are, there are so many great messages, how could that, that message regarding mental health and wellness help you and then help the greater Richmond region if this project continues to move forward? Uh, well, real quick, Will, I will, you would have no way of knowing this, but I just signed the deal last week, but I am transitioning back into the broadcast booth, but in a way that will allow Breaking news, to... breaking news on all call. I like that. <laughs> so, you know, we're addicts when it comes to what we do, so it was only a matter of time. But anyway, yeah, that's what so resonated with me about Ted Lasso, and I, I want to circle back to some things Brian said about the unique aspect of the experience as well, and why that made this project so attractive, but there's a line in the in the video that says there are sometimes a show comes along where you stop caring what the characters do each week and start caring about how they make us feel. Uh, and Ryan Trapp wrote that line, which was fantastic. And it's one of those that you might gloss over when you watch the video the first time. But since I had to read the script about 19 times until Ryan was happy with it, it, it really stuck with me. And I started thinking about it. Sure. Like we, we think about how Ted feels in the show and there are subtle tones to it with the late night calls to his daughter and how he's relating positively, but clearly his marriage has failed at that point. And the positivity that he exudes is almost a defensive mask where I have to be so positive to block out the negatives in my life. So the main character is what a lot of people relate to. And, and that was what sucked me into the show along with the fact that it's damn funny, but you know, that was me. You know, that's what broadcasters do. You create this idyllic persona on the outside. That's who you are on the air, whether it's radio or television. There's nothing wrong with that because people don't want to listen to tech football or squirrels baseball or kicker soccer and hear about my problems. They want to know if we scored and, and what's going on. Uh, so I immediately related to that. And of course, that story arc really expands in season two, where you see that that positive that positive outside, which seems so rock solid in season one, is actually quite a bit more fragile to the point where he walks off the sideline in one of the matches uh, in, on national TV. And clearly people are going to notice that. But then I started thinking about it even more. And the genius, I think, of Ted Lasso and the writing is the fact that they do that with every character. When you think about the transitions they've already made and where they can take that, you look at Jamie Tart 
forgive my language, he's struggling with being a conceited asshole in season one, right? I can relate to that because there's, there's a competitiveness to broadcasting where you kind of become that at times and you don't like it about yourself. And, you know, he's not clearly figured that out, but Ted and some others, Keeley included, helped him to start down that path of becoming a better person. You see in Roy Kent, you know, going from being the superstar player to the aging uh, afterthought that doesn't start anymore to be mad about that, to then becoming a mentor and realizing in terms of coaching, he's young in that industry and there's another life after. You see the transition in Keeley where really the only thing people uh, associate with her are her looks and her beauty to the fact that we see in season two, she's quite brilliant, not just in business, but in relationships. And she almost evolves past Roy. And then of course you have the owner of the team who's coming off her own fracture and on and on it goes. Nate, you know, where we loved in season one and now we're hating in season two. I imagine in season four, that'll come back around. So anyway, <laughs> I love that show. And it's one of those shows we can watch it and I think a lot of people do and just you know you laugh because the concept is funny and all of those things but if you're watching it and we just re-watched it again as you can tell and then you're looking for that nuance it becomes even more brilliant Seinfeld was kind of that way too although it wasn't focused on mental health but to Brian's point about Richmond and individual unique experiences I have to give some credit to Todd Parney Parnell not some a ton of credit for molding my mind to the place where you become that dreamer, because he has a saying that we start at yes and work back to no. And what that means is if someone comes in and says, we want to bring elephants in, onto the soccer pitch at, at City Stadium and, you know, Camp Peary immediately says, well, they're going to put dents in the grass. And we're like, no, 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 let's start here and move backwards. Uh, I got sick of hearing it, quite frankly, over the years from Parn, but you know, he's absolutely right. And what that means is we exhaust all avenues to it not being possible before we say no. And then we move on to the next crazy idea. I, I think a funny story illustrates that in one of our staff retreats, I don't think it was 2011 or 12, we always had them in the outer banks and we had had a few beers at this point. And I got to the point where I just start, people are asking for promotional ideas and I just started shouting human cannonball and someone would say something else and I just said no human cannonball just over and over and Parney finally stood up and he goes if you shut up if we bring the human cannonball here will you shut up and sure enough six months later there's the human cannonball with his cannonball parked in our parking lot and him sitting in our break room drinking coffee with us uh, and launching himself from center field so you know that's kind of what this feels like to me and that's what we want our society to be we don't want to just host uh, charity golf tournaments and uh, galas, there's nothing wrong with that. And they all make a lot of money, but we want to be the ones that have an arm wrestling competition. I was talking to Ludabella last night, who's one of the squirrels owners about a boxing exhibition, this type of stuff. Uh, we, cause we want people to remember ultimately the money is important. Yes. But the yeah. engagement and the conversation, including this one around mental health is why it's critical. Well, Rob, you know, you've been, you've been in the Richmond sports scene for years and, and you've seen probably peaks and valleys and you've seen it grow, especially with the sport like soccer that, um, you know, the Richmond kickers are now one of the longest continuously running soccer franchises in the U S what would something like this do for the overall sports brand and the culture in and around the capital? I mean, I think anytime you bring something new, um, people are coming to soccer for years. You know, the Richmond strikers have had the Jefferson cup since, you know, the early eighties. And that's one of those things that brings people to Richmond. So people know where Richmond is. I mean, I think we're one of those hidden gems. I always tell people the great thing about Richmond, you've got two hours of DC, two hours of the mountains, two hours to the beach. Right. So everything's close. Um, you know, thankfully when Parney and his team with Lou and 
Gary Green and all those guys brought the squirrels here many years ago, they changed the narrative. They, like John was saying, you know, let's start with yes and work our way there. Um, and I think just just watching the way the communities come out and people that I don't even know know about the Richmond Kickers talk about the Ted Lasso opportunity. I'm like, I don't even know what it is. And we're hoping something's <laughs> going to come out of it. But just the fact that people are having conversations at their dinner table with their kids about mental health and talking about Ted Lasso and what did you pick up and just listen to John talk about it. He just, I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in this call for sure, but he started saying a few things. And I started rethinking about how I looked at some of the characters. And, you know, I always tell people my favorite part about the show is when Ted makes his little biscuit every day and brings it in and she can't figure out where it came from. And one of the things that I always know when I'm working with kids and with our pro guys and just everybody that I come in contact with, like little acts of kindness go a really long way. Um, you know, people kind of will brush that part off, but just looking people in the eyes and just, just asking them how their day is and actually try and actively listen. I feel like that's one of those things that has changed. And what we're seeing is a lot of people around the Richmond community are excited about this and figuring out how they can help us. You know, for years, we've been, you know, like everybody else, you know, especially through COVID, hey, can, you know, here's what we're doing. We'd love to get you involved. And now people are coming up saying, hey, what can we do to elevate this? We love Ted Lasso and we want to work together and, and think it's a good reminder coming out of COVID where everybody's kind of scared and protecting themselves and I don't want to get sick. And now people are like, how can we work together and bring something really great for the Richmond region and really amplify the profile of this great place to live, work and play? You just mentioned that sense of community. And when you look to see the groups that have put their support behind this, obviously 288 group, your Richmond Kickers, but then you have the Virginia Film Office, the Richmond Region Tourism, the Virginia Tourism Corporation. Does the sense of community increase the optimism among all three of you that this could potentially get over the line? I'll, I'll say first, I wish that dealing with Hollywood was as easy as it was dealing with Richmond, right? That, that part would be great. Um, it, it, you know, there are two things that have always intimidated me in terms of sponsorship and marketing. And one was how movies get made and how bands get booked, right? Those things don't make any sense to me, right? Where the money goes, how they get there, how it gets divvied up. I don't have any idea. Um, I, I think what we're learning with this, I'm, I, I'm, I think there's still optimism. Um, to Rob's point, the amount of people who have come forward trying to offer help is great. I, I think within about 48 hours after the video was released on the Kickers YouTube page, I got a call that someone was cousin's sister's brother's aunt was related to Jamie Tart's girlfriend in real life. And is it okay if they send it to him? I'm like, sure. Uh, <laughs> we found out that Bill Lawrence is one of the producers of the show as a William & Mary grad grew up in Connecticut and has been on a bunch of big shows. And so we've had people from the William & Mary community reach out and say, let me talk to Bill and let me see if we can get something done. Um, the reality is, is that, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of entities at play, right? There's Apple TV plus there's Warner brothers. Um, and, and to be honest, again, slicing up who does exactly what is difficult. Apple has interest in promoting the show because they want subscribers or they want people to tune in to season three. Um, you know, but coordinating cast and crew is, is difficult, right? Um, Warner brothers owns the rights um, to um, the AFC Richmond, you know, Jersey and, and marks and, I've said to Apple from the very beginning, if we simply just wanted to put up a believe sign in the, you know, at the end zone or the, at the end line of Richmond Kicker Stadium at City Stadium, go for it, right? And that happens everywhere. 
we're really trying to push the envelope and go further than what other people are doing. And so, you know, the dream is, is that the kickers host an exhibition match against an English-based club and they trot out there in their AFC Richmond kits, right? And that becomes something that is a merchandising success. It draws a massive amount of attention. Ted Lasso comes out and, you know, does the, the, the coin flip and, and, and organizes some of that. And Danny Alves on the show gets to take a penalty kick and does a football his life. So I think there's so many extensions as part of that. Um, so my optimism is only stunted a little bit by the challenges of navigating the world of Hollywood. And that's not as simple as it sounds, right? So um, I'd love to pick up the phone and text Jason Sudeikis now. Um, so if anyone has his number or knows him, <laughs> feel free. But the amount of people who have stepped up, comedy, sports, you know, he's an alum of there. It, it's, it goes on and on and on in terms of the amount of people who have helped out and not that. But, you know, the kickers have had, you know, Fortune 500 companies and partners come up and say, how can we help this initiative? So I think there's a, a, a ton of there's a tidal wave of support for it. Navigating to the right folks in California and Hollywood is more challenging. Rob, regardless of the outcome of this, the, does this kind of motivate you and, and some of your peers as stakeholders for sports in the greater Richmond region to, to continue this push to potentially do more and, and do something unique like this in the future? I mean, we just love the idea that everybody's working in tandem trying to push this message and hopefully we get in front of the right person. But it really just takes, my dad always calls it that one megalomaniac that's so excited about making this thing happen. And that person is out there that has the connections that actually drive this thing forward. And with the network and Hugh having, a, having us on this call and just the different people that are starting to talk about this, we're, we're confident that something great is going to come out of it. And even if it means, you know, just Jason Sudeikis comes out and does a coin toss at our game and autographs our belief sign that we put up somewhere, you know, that, that will be a great start. But I just feel like as things go, I'm an optimist by nature. I said it earlier you know, the amount of good people. And when you when you do things for the right reason, I think a lot of times they come true. I think if we could get a video of the three of you doing the Ted Lasso dance, that might that might help push this along. <laughs> that would hinder further. the projects. I'll stand behind laser. I'll let him be front and center when it comes to the dance moves. <laughs> oh, we just got a couple minutes left, but but I'll kind of go around to go around the room right now. You know, John, what what's your favorite quote? What's your favorite message that, that's come out of the show that we can kind of attach to this project? Uh, and there's so many that are witty and, and well, but believe, you know, and as Rob just said, I think in many ways, when you go to the top level of athletics, the com competition and the level of competitiveness can make you a pessimist, not necessarily uh, in the outcome for your team or your university or whatever the case may be, but just around that constantly. Um, and what projects like this and coming back to Richmond, seeing the collaboration, you know, Rob mentioned a few of them, but I know VCU's on board, U of R's on board, the squirrels are on board, everybody's on board. It's fantastic. It's making me an optimist uh, again, not just in this project, but in our own mission and, and in my own life, which is a really phenomenal feeling. So I'm with Rob and I'm with Brian. I, I believe something awesome is going to come out of this uh, because I believe in those guys and I believe in, in the people that work for them. And like I say, Ryan Trapp and Jereen Lee and everyone else who had a hand in making this happen. And for the ladybugs and for me, we've already won and, and there's everything else is gravy for us uh, because the video allowed two things to happen for us. And I give Brian all the credit for that. One was people said, Oh, you know, John left Virginia tech. The video is like, Ooh, 
he's not dead. That was good because they're like, what's he doing? And they're like, oh, he's running Lasers Ladybug Society, you know, and raising money for mental health in our public schools. Uh, and then the exposure of this is so far beyond uh, what we could have generated that quickly for our society. And we've already started to see that manifest itself. You know, the, uh, the guitarist for Lamb of God, which is a legendary uh, heavy metal band that originated here in Richmond, Mark Morton reached out to Dennis Bickmeyer. And again, those three degrees of separation, he's like, this ladybug thing sounds cool. How can I get involved? Well, that's obviously because of this video. There would have been no other way for him to see it. So uh, again, my, the quote is, is believe. And, and, you know, we, we honestly do. And again, just thrilled to be a part of all of it. Brian, same question to you. What, what's the message that you're that you're really taking from the show that's attached to this project? Yeah, I mean, it's be a goldfish for me, right? My my, you know, I have a 13 year old soccer player who frets about missed PKs and bad passes. And, you know, so the message to him is, dude, get on with it. Right. Focus on the next play. Um, and then in business, if you're going to dream big, you're going to kick down a lot. Right. I mean, uh, this isn't simple. Right. And so. Again, I've got to remind myself that every time in business or in life, I get a no or get a brush off that, you know, what's next, right? How can I continue to push, push forward? So for, to me, it's uh, be a goldfish. Rob, over to you. Yeah, I feel like they've taken mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I just did life. Today. That's all I you froze up mentally. I'm like, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> No, I mean, just the community aspect of it. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here, just my brain starts going in all these different directions, but it would be so cool. Season four, right? Ted, Ted Lassa brings his group for a preseason match in Richmond, Virginia. You know, he gets to tour the facility over the diamond. We, well, hopefully we have a new diamond by then, right? But, um, <laughs> you know, you start looking at BCU and highlight all the great things that are here in Richmond. And, you know, I think, you know, John said they've been a big winner. I think everybody's a big winner in this when it highlights the city. I mean, the amount of opportunities in the young, the young, I, I don't even know what generation they are considered, but all these young people are coming to Richmond because it's a great place to live and more opportunities. And anytime you can get on a national stage, just amplifying what you're doing and what the community is about. And, you know, we have this great natural resource with the James River. It, it's such a beautiful place to be. And we're just thankful all of you guys that have invested in the Richmond Kickers to to help move this thing along. And we're just excited to see where it goes. I think for me, and, and the thing that really uh, kind of hammers home this for me is the be curious, not judgmental. I mean, th this is definitely like you said, Brian, your first response was ha 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 ha, you know, but that that's being judgmental. And then people got curious about it. So I, I think that that's really, that's a really important message from the show that we can attach to this. Uh, one final thing, what can we do? What can the general public do? Is there anything that we can do to to help push this forward, knowing that it's it's a it's going to be a challenge, but what can we do to help? Uh, you know, for us, uh, you know, um, relationships are great. That's easy, right? If you know Jason Sudeikis, send him our way. I, I mean, I, I think that what we send Jason Sudeikis to Brian. I got it. Wrote it down. Yeah, right. Or head, no. Right. Just a quick test message would be great. <laughs> uh, it, you know, for us, I think what we we were so proud of the video, right? Mm -hmm. Ryan Trapp blew it. He he was not my fifth choice, but probably the fifth director producer I spoke to. And so I got this crazy ass idea. Well, he's, someone said, send me a script. I'm like, I got a script and some ideas. Can you put it together? The video was so good. 
um, that we didn't want it just limited to a group of 10 people sitting at desk in Los Angeles with Apple TV. And so we produced the, the, the video and then we launched it on the kicker social media. So for us, we wanted as a tool to drive interest in what's going on, go on and like the video, watch it, like it, share. I know that sounds silly, but if we can find the right person, as Rob said, if we can find that megalomaniac who can help us spin it off and the right influencer hits it and it hits 100,000 views, I think that speaks volumes to the legitimacy of the idea. I think that changes the tone and the interest of somebody. It's hard, right? Wrangling the cast and crew to Richmond, Virginia in the middle of producing shows and they're all doing different things is a challenge. You get 100,000 views of a video and people are like, this is cool. Maybe this is something we need to reevaluate again. So um, go on, like the video, watch it, go peruse other things at the Richmond Kickers YouTube page um, and be supportive of Richmond sports. I think that's a great that's a great plan of action. And we're going to do all we can to keep pushing this message out and hopefully get people to continue to do that. Uh, guys, today was a lot of fun. This is, this is a great, great, unique story and something that I'm, I'm just thrilled that is here in Virginia that we can talk about and uh, and hopefully claim as our own one day. And so I really want to thank all of you for taking time out of your busy schedules uh, to join us today on the Hall Call interview series. Hey, Will, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you very much for reaching out. Absolutely. Obviously, we wish you all the best of luck in this endeavor, and we'll certainly be following along. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in. We had a good response up on the stream today. And as always, this video will be available on social media as well as on our uh, on our website. Thank to all of our sponsors, Priority Automotive, the City of Virginia Beach, Optima Health, Davcon Inc., White Claw Hard Seltzer, ESPN Radio, and Davis Business Appraisers. Stay tuned for updates on future hall calls uh, by following the Hall of Fame on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at VA Sports HOF. Once again, I'm Will Driscoll with the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Whatever you do, participate, don't spectate, and we'll see you next time.